Well, it grieves me, brothers and sisters, not to be gathered together here again for the second week in a row uh, as a result of the, the number of COVID cases in our church, in our community. Um, it's not a decision that the deacons and I took lightly. Uh, gathering together as a church in the same place, lifting up our voices together to God, praying to our Lord, sitting under the teaching of his word together. That it's so important. And we're told by the writer of Hebrews not to forsake the gathering. And so it's, it's a very serious thing in our minds to, to, to go to the point of canceling a church service, but we found it necessary the last couple of weeks. And, and I, I look forward with, with eager expectation to next week when we'll gather together again. I want to offer a brief word of encouragement this morning. This won't be a full sermon, but sort of the fruit of, of some of what I've been looking at this week. We've gone through a lot as a church, and, and individuals in our church have gone through a lot, particularly in the last few weeks, as a result of COVID and, and, and other things going on. And so I want to encourage you this morning, because, because it, it can be easy when we're faced with difficulty, when we're faced with trial, when we're faced with sickness, to begin to wonder where the Lord is, to begin to wonder where God is gone, and to wonder if he's still present and still interested in our situations, or if he's abandoned us. We... we Maybe we wonder in the words of Psalm 22, verse 1, My God, my God, why have you forsaken me? And maybe that's where you are this, this morning, and, and I want to encourage you this morning. God's not forsaken you. These words, of course, are, are infamous because Jesus spoke them on the cross, and we'll, we'll get to that in a moment. He quoted these words. These words, Psalm 22, verse 1. And we're actually going to look even more at Psalm 22 next week. But this morning, I just want to offer a brief encouragement from Psalm 22. This weekend is, uh, is Reformation weekend. Now, of course, the, the 31st is most popularly celebrated in our culture as Halloween. But on October 31st, 1517... Martin Luther nailed the 95 Theses to the castle church door in Wittenberg, Germany. And this was a, this was a momentous event. And it, it began what became, sort of snowballed into the Protestant Reformation, of which we as Baptists are, are children. We're, we're part of that uh, tradition, that branch of the Christian faith. And Luther's an interesting character he struggled a lot in his early life with the question of his own sin and, and particularly the question of his own sin before God. He recognized that God was holy, that God loves holiness and righteousness and that he hates sin. And Luther struggled to understand how he could be reconciled to such a God given his great sin. He had a tender heart, a tender conscience, and he, he understood that he was almost inescapably a sinner. That even with applying the, the, the 
most stringent uh, uh, strictures of holiness that he would never be able to achieve perfect holiness and righteousness before God. He, he became a monk. He prayed multiple times a day. He devoted his life to study of the word of God. And yet he found that he was still a sinner. And he, he bore his troubled conscience before uh, his confessor, his mentor. And for months and years, they, they wrestled through this. And Luther, just struggling to understand how he could be forgiven. And struggling to understand how the Catholic system of confession and penance could ever help him to do that. It basically shoehorned him into trying to work himself into forgiveness. And every time he'd worked off his past sins, he discovered that he had five, four or five times more waiting to be worked off. It was inescapable. And so eventually, what his, his mentor assigned him to do, uh, sort of counterintuitive, you may, you may have expected him to say, okay, Luther, go on a retreat. Go, go spend some time alone. Go, go get away with your thoughts or something. And No, that's, that's not what he said. He said, all right, Luther, I'm going to have you teach the Bible. He appointed him as a professor of Scripture at the University of Wittenberg. Gave him an academic post, and, and he, he began having to teach the Bible. And this really was his salvation. He hadn't done a lot of continuous study of Scripture up to this point. And so he, he starts to study in order to teach. And he studies three books to start. Psalms, Galatians, and Romans. Now those of you who know Scripture will perk up when you hear Galatians and Romans because you know what Luther is about to find there. Luther was about to find the gospel. Luther was about to find Jesus. Luther was about to find that there was an answer to dealing with the great weight of his sin. Luther was about to find that he could be forgiven totally, fully, no questions asked, apart from any works he could do, solely on the basis of the righteous death of Christ for sinners. He was about to find, in the immortal words of the Reformation, that he could be saved by grace alone, through faith alone, in Christ alone. And this is, this is the gospel. And it's the gospel he's about to discover, discover in Galatians and in Romans. But before he got there, he taught the book of Psalms. And this is what got the gears turning for him. He wrestled in particular with the words of Psalm 22, verse 1. Now, he, he recognized himself here. He read Psalm 22, verse 1, My God, my God, why have you forsaken me? And said, that's me. Because Martin Luther felt that he himself had been forsaken by God. He felt that, that there was no way of dealing with his sin. He felt that God had turned his back on him because of his sin. And he felt that he could never be reconciled to God, that God had lost interest, that God was simply too high, too holy, too grand ever to deign to be interested in Martin Luther. He felt he was forsaken. His whole life felt like a dark night of the soul. 
Luther recognized himself in these words. Maybe you do this week. My God, my God, why have you forsaken me? But Luther was puzzled by these words because, of course, as we've already mentioned, Jesus quoted these words on the cross. He took them for his own. On the cross, as Jesus died, Jesus cried out in Aramaic, Eli, Eli, lama sabachthani, my God, my God, why have you forsaken me? Here's the puzzle. Why on earth would Jesus say those words? How on earth could Jesus have been forsaken? Why would Jesus express that he was bearing the dark night of the soul on the cross? Jesus is the Son of God. He's the eternal Word of God. He's the glorious God. But he's on the cross. saying, my God, my God, why have you forsaken me? Luther understood how he would say these words, right? How he himself, Luther, would say these words, right? Because he's a sinner and he felt like God had forsaken him. But Jesus was sinless. Jesus was the sinless, perfect son of God. Why would Jesus ever have to say these words? And the answer, of course, is the good news of the gospel that changed Luther's life. That on the cross, as Jesus died, he was, in a sense, forsaken by the Father because on the cross, as Jesus died, Jesus bore the wrath of the Father. In a sense, Luther was right. Luther did deserve to bear the dark night of the soul. Luther did deserve to bear punishment for his sins. But Jesus on the cross bore that weight. He bore that wrath. He bore our sins. He bore the wrath of God that we all deserve. And in so doing, frees us. This is the good news of the gospel, right? Which Luther would come to flesh out in Romans and Galatians that, that on the cross as Jesus died, Luther was actually being freed from his sin. And all of us who've come to believe in Christ, we can be freed from our sin, freed from the weight of sin, freed from enmity with God, actually reconciled to our creator, though we've sinned against him. Beyond anything we can ever cover or repay, we can be reconciled to God faith in Christ because of the grace of God. This is the gospel, and this is what freed Luther. This is what freed him. Now, he struggled, as we all do, in the rest of his life, but, but, but this turning point in this deep study of Scripture, Psalms, Romans, Galatians, changed Luther's life because from here on out, Luther was convinced that he had been reconciled to God because of Jesus. He had a sure hope, an anchor for the soul, that because of Jesus, God was no longer his enemy. Now God was his friend. He looked at the cross and he understood, Jesus loves me. 
God will never leave me or forsake me. Jesus on the cross uttered these words, my God, my God, why have you forsaken me? So that we might never have to utter them again. So that we might look to the cross and know God will never leave us or forsake us. If we are in Christ, the debt's been paid. We've been reconciled. The love of God has been lavished on us on the cross, and the Lord will never leave us or forsake us. All the sins which would stand between us and God, they've been taken care of. Jesus bore them on himself. We've been reconciled. And Luther had this weapon now to preach to himself anytime he felt despair, anytime he felt that dark night of the soul creeping up over him again to be able to say, no, Jesus has died. I am in him. I have been baptized in the name of Jesus. I am his. I'm no longer mine. And he will never leave me or forsake me. Jesus died that I might live. That's the same, the same weapon we have to preach to ourselves in our moments of weakness and of difficulty. Maybe sin has crouched at your door this week and you've given in. You're ashamed of yourself and the, the, the adversary, the deceiver would have you to believe that, that you are cut off, that the Lord is no longer interested in you, that your sins are simply too many. And it's simply not true. Father is not disinterested in you. He loves you. He sent his son to die for you while you were yet a sinner. Don't be discouraged, friend. This is true, too, for all of those who struggle with sickness. There's been, I'm sure, moments of extreme difficulty in the last couple of weeks, and there will be in the weeks to come. For many in our congregation. I spoke to one person just in the last couple of days who said, this is the sickest I've ever been. It's just the, the sickest I've ever been. That's a hard place to be. The encouragement we have in Jesus, the anchor that we have for our soul, is that even there, even when we might be tempted to speak the words, my God, my God, why have you forsaken me? When we begin to wonder, Lord, where are you? And it's, it's easy to be tempted in that direction. It's all of us, at some moment in our life, and some difficulty, we'll be tempted to wonder, Lord, where are you? What are you up to? It's natural, it's human. And when we get to that point, what we can do is look to the cross and look to Jesus and understand, actually, Jesus spoke these words. Jesus was forsaken so that we may never be forsaken. So that even in our most difficult moments, we can know the Lord is with us. He will never leave us nor forsake us. He has not abandoned us. Abandoned us. God is not disinterested in you. He loves you if you are in Christ with an everlasting love. And what an amazing hope that is. Amen. Let's pray. Father, we 
we thank you for the good news of your gospel. We thank you for the, the reminder we have each year as we come to the 31st of October of the, the great recovery of the gospel, which you've blessed the nations with in the, in the Protestant Reformation. And we, we pray, Lord, that you would continue to sustain and to keep your church and the right preaching of your gospel even until the end of the ages. We thank you, Lord, for the good news that we have, the assurance that we can have that whatever we're facing, you, you're with us and you love us, you care for us. We pray for all those who are sick, all those who are experiencing difficulty, all of those who are, who are walking through their own dark nights of the soul. Pray, Lord, for each of them that they might be comforted with the grace that is in Jesus. We pray all this in his name. of the 